0: Hello, Syngap land. My name is Michael Gralia. Today is Friday, January 12th, and this is episode 130 of Syngap 10, your 10-minute weekly briefing on everything you need to know about Syngap 1, making sure all my things are properly configured. Let's jump in. I have been working all week with in closely with Aaron Harding and Catherine Heldy, who have really done most of the work, on writing an article. We, we were invited to submit an article to a journal about the Syngap landscape and what SRF has done. We said, sure, no problem. And then we started writing and we were like, wow, there's a lot to write. And it's a huge document. And we just submitted it today and it's going to be a peer-reviewed journal. So I fully expect them to come back and be like, maybe you missed the word count. And we didn't miss it. We just ignored it. And um, they're going to have us revise it. But once we figure out what the final document looks like, this original document we just wrote, which is like a huge data dump of so much of the work that many, many families have done, I'm gonna re- re- share this out to you guys because really, really powerful stuff, and and it's when you just put it all in one place, everything we've done in one document, just it just kind of stops you in your tracks. So I'm not gonna share that publicly yet. If anyone's like, "Oh, Mike, I gotta see that," um, you know, if you're on Slack with us and you have an SRF email, you, you have you already have access. But if you want to see it, shoot me a note. Um, nonetheless, I still had time to do a few things this week beyond work on this document, which I'm so glad is submitted. Um, I got to meet a few parents. We have a new family. Um, Stacey Miller up in Idaho is awesome. I met her today and we, she's hopefully going to be going down to Stanford to see the clinic there. If you're anywhere near the West coast, make sure you get referred to the Stanford clinic. I want as many West coast families as possible to go and meet Dr. Knowles and Dr. Lee Messer. Um, but Stacy's uh, um, has a lot of event experience through her, through her co- impressive career, and she's going to help coordinate the conference. So it's already time guys It's already time to pre-register for next year. Isn't that amazing? LA in December, don't miss it. LA in December, don't miss it. Other thing I've been doing is watching Corey's trip to New York closely. If you remember from the conference, and if you weren't at the conference, the talk I'm about to mention, the link is in the show notes. We already have this on YouTube. i use your words, Mike. Corey was, the, I think, the third family now to be dosed with Revicti. So Dr. Grinspan talks about in this lecture that links in the show notes that they've done Revicti for SLC6A1 and STXBP1, and now they've gotten some um, supply to run a trial in Syngap patients. And a number, and, and a number of our, our families have were nominated and invited and accepted and are doing it. And so Corey talks a little bit about that on her on her Facebook page. The thing you have to know about this trial is they are looking for countable drop seizures. I've had a lot of emails like Mike. I heard about this trial. I want to do it. Countable drop seizures right now. Okay, so that means you have to be able to say my child regularly has X amount of drop seizures, motor seizures regularly. That means we can see a seizure because otherwise we're not going to know if the drug's working unless we can see seizure count go down. And by the way, this problem is going to plague us. I've had people say, oh, they're not seizing anymore because they're on these meds, but I'll take them off the meds if it'll help. No, do not do that. Okay, do not do that. We do not want anyone to get off med to induce seizure. That's absolutely out of the question. Uh, Unfortunately, we have a number of patients who are having a ton of seizures in spite of all the drug they're on. And so... All you need to understand here, guys, is um, if you are having, in spite of medication, countable drop seizures, and you're willing to travel to New York a couple of times for this study, let us know. We can connect you with Dr. Grinspan. Um, Of course, we all hope the drug will be very helpful for Syngap. But the other thing I'm I'm really fascinated by is this question of, well, well, what does a Syngapian getting better look like, right? Like this, we have so much gratitude to Dr. Grinspan and the sponsors of this trial because, it, it, we're starting to build the muscle of how do you measure a syngapian response to drug, and this is relevant for all the gene therapies that are coming down the pike. But it's also relevant for a number of repurposed drugs that um, I don't have time to talk about. That I, we also had a call with on repurposed drugs this week. And let me tell you, that's that's headache-inducing. I need to I need to think about what we're going to do there. But there's a couple of repurposed drugs coming fast, and we and we need to think about how we as a community are going to go to our clinicians and say, hey, we would like to try this, but do it in such a way that we can capture the data so it's not just a bunch of anecdotes. It's really tricky. The other thing I did today is I had a conversation with one of my heroes. So the, the head of the STXBP1 Foundation is this incredible woman named Charlene Sonrigby. And Charlene is not only the head of the STXBP1 Foundation, she's also the head of Global Genes. So like rock star level amazing. All right, And I was talking to Charlene And my phone, my camera keeps coming in and out, but hopefully the audio is fine. Um, I was talking to Charlene about their natural history study. They are also working with CHOP, but they've already expanded that out to work with a number of other institutions, right? So the way they're doing it is they had a year to collect patients, and we're in that same year. So from the month of July 23 to June 24, we're going to be collecting patients at CHOP. That's the first 100. We've collected 50. We have 50 to go. If you have a patient who has not been seen at CHOP, email them immediately. N E N D D at CHOP.edu. Get over there. After the first year, they're not going to take any more patients. They're going to start seeing the previous patients again to begin longitudinal data. Now, this is interesting, but where it gets really exciting is if we can come to a, what's called a consensus protocol. And a consensus protocol is this idea that all of the industry partners and, the, and our academic KOLs, knowledge, uh, key opinion leaders, will, will come to, hey, hey, these are the, the, the scales we should measure. These are the things we should be looking at. And then if those are measured, Under good clinical practice, and good clinical practice just means more auditors, right? Now I'm getting into the weeds, but I just want to say this for the people who are tracking, right? So if we get a consensus protocol, which by the way, we don't have right now. And if we do good clinical practice, which just means more professionals in the room, audit trail, more money. Then the data we can collect in this longitudinal study over the years 2025 to 2027 right? Because we're in 24, 20, we're in 23, 24. So actually it would be from 24 to 25, 25 to 26. So in the next two years starting July, for those who were enrolled in the baseline group, if we have good clinical practice, then the data we collect could be used for a placebo control arm, which means what, Mike, speak English. If we do this right and we check these essential boxes of GCP, good clinical practice, and having a consensus protocol, which you don't have yet, then the natural history study that we're already signed up for and going to be participating in could count as the placebo arm in a trial. Which means we do not have to have this incredibly frustrating conversation where, they, where somebody might have a genetic therapy to make syngapians better and the FDA will say, well, we need to do a double-blind placebo-controlled trial. Let's get the placebo out of the way while we're not mad about being on placebo because we don't have a better choice. I hope that made sense to people. It was a real eye-opener for me. God, my dog is my dog is now jumping up on the table. Very confusing. Okay. So those are the big things that are top of mind for me today. That's I should probably stop here. In addition to that, I want to mention PubMed. Publication two is already out. It's a story from China showing that people in the first four exons have milder phenotype. It's good that they verified this, but we knew this from Vlaskamp. Um Ed's been super busy, guys. Look, look through the show notes. It's incredible. Cafe Singap dropped episode eight. Go ahead and and get yourself uh, on there and check that out. Um, they're doing such such a really good job. Um, the conference family day recap by Paulina is really exceptional work. And I urge everyone to read that link is in the show notes. If you weren't at the conference, definitely. If you were at the conference, read it. If you weren't at the conference, read it. Everyone looks so happy. Guys, go to the conference this year. You, you, we're so blessed to have a community that is organized and activated. And we can meet other people who have kids of SYNGAP1. Do not deprive yourself of that opportunity. Start planning now. Get yourself to LA in December. Um, The Conference Day videos are being added to the Conference Day blog and are being put on a YouTube playlist, both of which, of course, are in the show notes. If you did go to the conference, if you didn't go to the conference, go ahead and watch all those videos again, guys. It was incredibly powerful stuff. I'm so excited. Um, the Rochester study, we still need a hundred people to sign up for that. If you speak English and you haven't taken the Rochester study, 15 minutes, bunch of questions. What do you care about? What do you not care about? Answer those questions. We need to get 200 people in this study. No questions asked. Chop, um, end. There's still 50 spots, guy. Well, I don't know what the current count is because a lot of people are taking spots fast, but this is your chance to be in what will prove to be one of the most important studies on Syngap patients ever. Like we're never going to get this lucky again, guys. We're not going to get this much money thrown at us again to a clinician as skilled as Ingo Helbig. Get yourself in that study. Email endd at chop.edu and say, I've got Syngap, but I want to be in the study. Just bang down the doors. Um, newsletter 36 went out on Saturday. Thank you so much, Ed, for these incredible newsletters. I'm so grateful I don't have to do those anymore. Um, it's a must read. Read the newsletter. It's incredible. And there he puts the resolutions that every Syngap family should have. There's a link, read the resolutions. print that checklist out, put it on your fridge. One of the the first thing on there is attend a conference or two, we have multiple events. So check out, but definitely pre-register for LA and then there's other things going on. Hold a Syngap fundraiser, participate in studies like Rochester and CHOP, volunteer or recruit a family member who might have time. Love the family members who don't have a Syngapian at home. Let me tell you, they get it and they have the bandwidth to, to perform. Advocate for your Syngapian every day. We sure will. And then, you know, join us in the various meetings. We have the Zoom meeting and the family meeting and the Silly meeting, all the things. And then um, write a blog, make a movie, share your warrior story, be a be a guest on a stories or cafe. You know, we have all the emails in the show notes. Guys, this community is here for you, but you've got to show up and participate, right? Let us know who you are. Reach out. And of course, listen to SYNGAP10. Also, wherever you're listening to this, especially if it's Apple Podcasts, please take a minute to give this podcast a review. Give it five stars. Help this podcast Get a good rating. Why? Because I care about my rating? No, I don't care about my rating. Because I want this pod... When people type SynGAP, we want these podcasts to pop up so that more people learn about it, right? Remember how lonely and sad you felt on day one when you were diagnosed? You're like, no one understands. We've got to give these people digital resources. And the way you you help them find them, because they're all type SynGAP1 into Google, is you give this podcast a high rating and you let Apple and Google Podcasts and all the podcast people make sure... Singap families find Singap 10, Singap stories, and Cafe Singapuno. That's the way we do it, guys. Uh, upcoming, I don't know why this is in the notes. I'm speaking at a conference in two weeks in case you're going to that conference. Uh, Jim Goss, this is actually important, is giving a summary of our giving for the first five years. Pretty good. It's going to be a really good presentation. The board has already heard it. Uh, 5 pre-register now. Rare Disease Day, there's two blogs about Rare Disease Day, which is the last day in February. The first blog tells you why it's the last day of February. The second blog talks about coming and joining us on Capitol Hill, which is super important. We're all going to be a number of us are going to be advocating on Capitol Hill for Rare Disease Week. Don't miss it. All right. Sorry if this has been long. Um, I also regurgitate the studies. If you have an adult singapian, 17 or older, please take part in the adult study. Do the Rochester study. Do the Fraser study. If you have questions on these studies, email me. Email Corey. Email Lauren. Email Callie. Email someone, and, and then get to it, guys. The more active we are, the more we participate, the more we elevate SYNGAP1, the more industry and academics will talk about us. And, and at the end of the day, companies have a, have hundreds of genes they can work on. And we want them to work on as many as possible. And we want to make sure SYNGAP is on that list. And the way we make sure SYNGAP is on that list is we show up, we raise money, we fund research. And every time someone calls us and says, hey, do you think I can get 30 patients to do this study? We say, heck yeah. And we get them 50. So that when industry calls them and says, hey, you know, we have this therapy for Syngap, but we don't know if we can recruit patients. We, the, our plan is that the academic laughs at the industry partner and says, oh, you can get Syngap patients. That community is on fire, right? We show up now, the word gets out. When it's time to show up, we show up for clinical trials and we get, we get therapies for our kids. That's the game, folks. No secrets here. I'm, I'm an open book. I need everybody to lean in so that all our children can be helped together. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.